Bad on Bears fans, welcome into another edition of the Chicago Bears podcast. Path the designer, Jason McKee, J Mac. The 53's in. We got the waiver wire pickups coming in. The team is rounding out. Want to get your thoughts on some of the guys that have been added and how this team is rounding out as a whole feelings heading into the season. All that and more on today's episode of the Chicago Bears podcast. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Leave a five-star review. You know what to do. Stop playing with us, man. Birdon. Drop them Birdons in the chat right now, man, in the comments section. Let's jump right into this, J-Mac. We got... I mean, listen, Terrell Lewis being released, I I think a lot of people were shocked by that. After Travis Gibson was released yesterday, I did not request the trade. After Travis Gibson was released yesterday as well. Um, But the Bears going right back in. They pick up defensive lineman Khalid Kareem, uh, defensive back uh, Quindell Johnson, and the wide receiver, but really a punt return specialist, Trent Taylor, what are your thoughts on uh, some of the swaps that the Bears are making here early on? Yeah, it's no surprise this time of year when you think the 53-man roster is set, it's going to be fluid. You know, and, and one thing people got to keep in mind, right, it's it's going to be real fluid right now because it's fresh, but that 53-man roster is going to be fluid throughout the entire season. You know, the GMs and the scouts, and, and they're always going to try to upgrade their team. So there's going to be moves made every week throughout the season, whether it's practice squad, active roster, so this thing is always moving. So as a player, you, you can't get comfortable. you got to go out there and, and the pressure's on you to produce so that way you can't be replaced. And, you know, we've seen some guys in which Terrell Lewis initially made the 50 man roster, uh, had a good camp, a guy who I thought, you know, was deserving of an active roster spot. Yes, but you see what Paul said. He stayed true to what he what he preaches. If we can find somebody out there that we feel is an improvement on what we have and that can make our team better, they're going to pull the trigger. And that's what they did. You got Khalid Kareem who – uh, you know, with the Colts and you know, obviously they had the joint practices with the Colts. I was there for that. So, you know, they got a good evaluation and a good scouting report on what he could do, because here's a guy who was going against your offense, you know, for those days, those two days of joint practices. And then in the, in that preseason game. So they bring in another guy that can get after the passer, a big guy. He's about six four, two forty. 240. Uh, another can't say somewhat local guy out of Notre Dame. Uh, 27 games, he has one start, but he only has one career sack. <laughs> so it's, it's it's tough, right? He like first off, Ryan loves the local guys. Yeah. Anybody that's ever been to the city of Chicago has a chance to play here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's feels. a good thing though. It's I mean, I like it though because it, it's if you're if you're, you look at all the guys we have on this roster right now, and I say now because it could change. I don't anticipate the the guys they have on the roster. Uh, you know, some of their main guys, look at TJ Edwards, Cole Komet, right. uh, you know, um, who am I missing? Uh, Doug Kramer is on there. He's another local guy. You bring in Dan Feeney, who's a local guy, another yep. guy they just signed who can play, you know, center in both guard spots, a guy with 64 starts. Um, it's good to see that he's bringing in local talent. I think that's good. It drives the fan base a little bit. Um, but at the same time, I like the fact that he's he's not leaving any stone unturned and he's trying to continue to make this roster better. Uh, you talk about Trent Taylor, and we've seen the issues that Bayless Jones has had of returning punts. You know, his decision-making is poor. Uh, he's muffed a lot of punts. We saw that last year. We saw that in, in the first preseason game. Uh, can he make plays a receiver? We've seen that. But the issue is we got to find a solid punt returner. So if you didn't sign Trent Taylor, right, who led the league in punt returns last year with 20 yards of return, you'd be stuck with Tyler Scott, who's a rookie. Yep. So you bring in a vet 
who can, you know, solidify that punt return job and makes you think, what is Bayless Jones' status? I mean, that's that's really the question at this point, man. And, and like, listen, I get it. We want Bayless. I don't want Bayless to fail. I'm not one of those, like, right. I, I ain't going to lie to you. Some fans are weird, right? Like, I, I've said this on The Breeze a lot. I've said this on Locked on Bulls, and I've said here, fans are weird in the sense of sometimes they want people to fail just so that they can go to work the next day and be right. Right. I told y'all. I told y'all he wasn't no good. I told y'all that boy. We should have never drafted that boy. We've all heard this conversation, right? Like, I don't want Valus Jones to fail. But at a certain point, you have to be honest about what's happening here with this team. How many kick and punt returners are we going to bring in before we start to say, hey, I don't think that they think that this was a good pick anymore, right? Like, it's just reacting to what is seen, we're seeing on the field. I don't want it to feel like I'm just piling on Valus every time we bring his name up. But listen, unless he's going to go out there and play wide receiver at an elite level all of a sudden, which he didn't do in college. I don't know if that's going to all of a sudden magically happen in the pros. It seems like the Chicago Bears are solidifying their way for basically to go one day. Here's the door. We'll see you later. We're sorry that we wasted your time. Yeah, and he's got a lot of chances. You know, here's a guy who we've seen over and over again, you know, make a big mistake on punt return. He's back in there as a number one punt returner. So it's it's a situation where you can't let that uh, phase in special teams, you know, be be a hindrance to the outcome of the game. Yeah. So you bring in a veteran, you know, like Trent Taylor, who you, he's already proven he can do it. So I, I like the move there. Uh, you also talk about Quinn. I believe Dell's he part. led the league or led the NFL in uh, punt return yards as well. Last yeah, over season. twenty yards of a yeah. return. Yep. So you bring in another guy on defense, Quindell Johnson, um, big, long, athletic corner. You know, similar to the prototype that you're trying to bring in. You know. It, it, as as corners, you look at Jalen Johnson, Tyreek Stevenson, all long, lengthy, you know, tall guys, athletic guys that can tackle. Quindell Johnson, I know he's a young guy, uh, but he's another guy that could that could you know help you on special teams. He could be a project project and develop into you know maybe a starting corner, but he does provide depth. So it's good to see that they're making moves to improve this ball club. Something they'll do not just now, but throughout the entire season. Yeah, and and I think, right, like you look at a guy like Quindell Jones. Here's the thing. To me, these are the guys that the Bears had their eye on after the draft where they were like, okay, we want to go out and sign you. But maybe they were a little bit further down on the depth chart. And then you go into preseason, you see them, right? Quindell Johnson in his last game had eight tackles, one sack, a pass breakup, put together an absolutely dominant game, his last preseason game. Yeah. And guess what? Now all of a sudden, the, the Rams did not want to release him. Yeah, the Rams like he was the last cut guy. They were praying he slipped through the waivers. The Chicago Bears getting him. I think that he's a really nice pickup undrafted rookie out of Memphis. Uh, like you said about Khalid, right? Khalid kind of the same thing. He's made an impact in every every single game. Yeah, he's and- made an impact. He's got a sack in every game. He's got eleven total pressures. These are the young guys you want to bring in and try and see. Okay, make and and this is the thing. Maybe it didn't work there. Maybe it'll work here. Maybe it didn't fit perfectly there. Maybe it'll fit perfectly here because we have this to accentuate that, right? Maybe uh, with with a guy like uh, uh, Khalil, right? I'm sorry, Khalid, you know, having Yannick Ngakwe standing on the other side of you makes your life a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. And we talked about this a few weeks ago. You know, we were talking about it in terms of how the roster will change, but not just how the roster is going to change when these guys are going throughout preseason. It's a huge audition for them, right? 
It's an audition for them, obviously, to make the Bears roster, but it's an audition for them to make a roster. You look at a guy like Kendall Vildor, who was here. He got he got released and he got claimed by the Tennessee Titans. So, you know, it, it's it's you've got to have good film because you're always being evaluated. And I remember even being at little joint practices in Indy. There's, you know, Indy, the Colts scouts on the sidelines scouting the Bears players and and our scouts are doing the same. So, you know, it's obviously that they, they wrote down Khalid Kareem's name and yeah. they like what he did because now he's in a Bears uniform. So. It's a constant evaluation if you're an NFL player. Like I said before, you've got to go out there and make sure that you're taking care of business so that way you stay employed. And and his uh, kind of kind of back to the Bayless conversation, but more so just in general, right? The Bears claim three; they only release one. Yeah, two that means we got two guys that we got to release. Yeah, and it makes you wonder. AJ Thomas is is you know he, he's at safety. Uh, you know, there's a couple guys. <laughs> Who, you know, it, it sucks, too, because you look at it like this, right? When that initial 53-man roster comes out, right, and just just put yourself in Terrell Lewis's shoes, you know, you, you're like, okay, I made it. You know, I finally made it. You know, I, I went through a rash of injuries in my career. Yeah. I haven't, you know, lived up to expectations, had a good preseason, put together a good camp, and I finally made a roster, and then, bam, the next day you're getting released for another guy who wasn't even here all camp. Like it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. But the good thing for Terrell Lewis is he's got a good preseason film, you know, and I'm sure he'll land somewhere else. I want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by the Hard Rock Casino in Northern Indiana. See Gypsy Kings featuring Nicole Reyes on September 29th at Hard Rock Live. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Let me ask you this, J-Mac. Do you like going youth over veteran experience? Because the couple of the guys we picked up, right? I mean, listen – Khalid has played, but like not really, right? Like it's got it's kind of like he's played, he's been around NFL teams, but like you, you haven't made an impact on the field, right? Terrell Lewis at a minimum, kind of in that same situation, but more so injury taken away from him than anything. Do you like going with the youth, the the inexperience there, but the long term future over? Listen, I mean, realistically, two guys that you've released at this point, and Travis Gibson and Terrell Lewis, who we saw make an impact in the system. Yeah, you look at it, you, you you look at it like this, right? And look at the landscape of their defensive line room. Obviously, they're valuing youth. Dominic Robinson's still there. You know, Travis Gibson, Gibson and uh um Terrell Lewis had a better camp than yeah. Dominique Robinson. Way did. better. So, way better. So hey, hey, a better season last year than right. Dominique. Like I like I mean, listen, exactly that's favoritism. I don't care. He had one sack last year. So you look at it like this. Obviously, that they, they look at the potential of and now Robinson and Kareem in a Bears uniform, they value that more so than, you know, what Travis Gibson did while he was here and, yep. you know, what what Terrell uh, Lewis could bring could bring you in terms of, you know, playing that defensive end position. So, you know, it's all about development in this league. you got to develop the guys. you got to develop the backups. Because at the end of the day, these guys are going to be called upon to play sometime throughout the season. And when you have a good D-line that can get to the quarterback, well, guess what? There's going to be a rotation. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have fresh bodies in there to get to the quarterback, put pressure on the quarterback. And if you got young, hungry, energetic guys that you can develop, right, that you feel has has traits that could that you're looking for in terms of your defensive end position, well then hey, you got to take a chance on. That is the one part, right? To shoot, I guess to shoot bail on all of the the uh uh flack that I've thrown Dominique Robinson's way, because it's only been, you know, a full year since I saw him get a sack. Um the, the 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 one thing that I must say that I can't, that I can't point out is right 
Ryan, uh, uh, Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus are very big on loaves. I don't know how many loaves a Travis Gibson may have had or how many loaves a Terrell Lewis may have had where they look at it and they say, you're not going hard enough on this play. 100%. You're not. How many times is that happening? How many times is that coming up? How many times is that showing itself on the field? That's the one thing where when I'm looking at uh, uh, what we saw from Travis Gibson, right, I'm looking at not to say I'm, I'm not looking at the whole tape, but I'm looking at, OK, he looks like he's getting pressure here. But what's his responsibility on this? What's the job on this? That's the one part I guess we don't know. Where maybe D- Dominique Robinson, the one thing I can say about him is he seemed like his motor is going 210 miles an hour the entire time he's on the field, whether he's getting to the QB or not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said before, it's it's the development, right? And he's a young guy who's only played the position, what, this would be his, am I not mistaken, mistaken third year? Third year. Third third year. One year in college, last year, and then this year. So, like you said, low, I mean, and Lopes is a, is a true stat in terms of, especially on defense, when you're trying to establish an identity that hits principle. All 11 guys get to the ball. And every defensive coach, every coach in general, they track that, right? Because it's it's one thing to to get a sack, right? And it's, and it's another thing to, you know, what kind of effort do you have chasing down the ball from the backside? Yeah. What kind of effort do you have each and every play? You know, what kind of do you are you only showing effort on third down? You know, when it's when you know it's pass rushing time, you pin your ears back, and get to the quarterback, or are you showing effort every single play? And like I said before, those are key things in terms of evaluation. So if you're only doing half the things right and you got a guy who, you know, are che- is checking off the evaluation boxes that you have, like a, a, a Khalid Kareem, well, then, hey, you know what? He's, he, his evaluation percentage is, in terms of his grade is higher than what we have right now. So guess what? We claim we're going to get him. And I'm sure there was other teams that probably probably wanted to claim him uh, Khalid as well. But, you yeah. know, the Bears had, you know, there was such a high priority in terms of the waiver claim order we got. Khalid's an interesting one, right? Because And here's here's the one thing I said, right, with, with Travis Gibson, with Terrell Lewis. It, it's I'm not going to lie to you. Anytime we get rid of one of these guys, even the best of the best, right, I never am upset about it because – it's what the entire logo of the Chicago Bears is built on. I know they can find it. When they got rid of Roquan Smith, I didn't like how the contract situation went down personally. Not to say I, did, I wanted to pay him what the Ravens paid him, but I didn't mm-hmm. like how they had de-escalators in there and different things like that, right? Your contract's going to get less over time, but you'll be the highest paid linebacker this year. I, I wasn't a fan of that. But when we got rid of Roquan Smith, I was like, I guarantee you we can find another Roquan Smith. Lo and behold, right? Three months later, we're sitting here talking about Tremaine Edmonds coming in the building, TJ, right? Like, so I know that we can find a Travis Gibson. Maybe that's what this young man is. Uh, and, and you know, co- going from a that Colts defense over to a Matt Eberflus defense with Khalid Kareem, right? Again, another guy who has the measurables that they're looking for. Another guy who has the traits that they're looking for. They're going, when, when you find guys... And you can speak to this, right, with how coaching staffs go. Sometimes you just pick guys and you say you fit here because this is what we're going to ask you to do, not because you're the best talent in the league. Yeah, you look at it, too. There's always going to be a guy who's an unknown, right, at the start of the season. But by the time that season's over and that guy makes the most of an opportunity, he becomes a known. He becomes a star. It's, It's like that every year. It's like that with every team, right? There's guys who we haven't even heard of right now who've been developing on these rosters for a year, two years, who coaches have liked their potential. You know, they fit their scheme in terms of their traits and their skill set. 
but they haven't got the opportunity because there's a veteran ahead of them. So now when they move on from that veteran, fans are saying, well, man, why did they get rid of this guy? Well, you had a guy who's been groomed, who has a talent level, who hasn't, got the, who hasn't gotten the opportunity. And when you give him that opportunity, the goal is, right, these organizations hope that he shines. And we're going to see that this year. We see that every year with, with every team. There's, a, there's always going to be an unknown player who gets an opportunity that takes advantage of it and then becomes a superstar. We see when, you look around, when you look around at this team now and the job that Ryan Poles has done here, I mean, I think, I think some people forget this. In two years. <laughs> this is this yeah. is not this look, is not year five of this. This is in two years. I mean, What's your feeling on the team right man, now? <laughs> I tell you all the time. You know, look at the roster last year, the final fifty-three man roster. And you can even look at our our final fifty-three man roster before they even put in these waiver claims. I mean, it was way better, complete yeah. three hundred and sixty. So they they talk about. We've heard the, the word from both polls and Matt Eberflus all throughout training camp, all throughout preseason. Elite competitors, right? Did we have? Last year, I'm not going to say we didn't have elite competitors because there's a lot of guys still on this roster that are elite competitors. But in terms of as a whole, if you look at if you look at the Bears right now and you look at position group by position group, you have a bunch of talent in there of elite competitors. You got guys who are backups now that can push to start, you know, running back room, for example. I mean, yeah. I mean, receiver room. You still got you got a young guy in Tyler Scott and we don't know what the status of Bayless is right now, but you've got. You know, DJ Moore coming in, elevating the competition of a Chase Claypool, elevating the competition of a Darnell Mooney. You know, EQ is still here. He's got to play better. So, you know, I like it. You bring it He's in. He's got to play more. better. <laughs> I like EQ, man. Just drop balls. He's a good blocker in the run game, but EQ is just like, for me, with his size, he's a big, he's a big receiver. Like, he could do some damage. So, Is EQ on any special team stuff? I think he is. Is he okay? Because yeah. I'm the, I'm yeah. sitting here. I, I saw him make it, and I knew he was going to make it, right, because of the blocking and all of that. They want to run a lot of sweeps, screens, all that stuff. But I was just like, bro, they got to have something more for him to do. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, I mean, he's solid. In, as a, he's your best blocking receiver in terms of the run game, and that's what you need to generate long runs. You got to have receivers blocking downfield. Um, but you get you, J Mac. But I don't often look to my wide receiver room and be like, "Hey, man, I really want to see how you lay people out on the field." Nah, but you, but you, but when you're watching long runs, and if you when you do tape study, you watch like long runs, explosive yeah. runs. You gotta have that. You gotta have that guy downfield. So I know that there's value there for him, but I'm not saying that's the only value you bring to the table in terms in terms of making the team. He's got to be on special teams. For sure. <laughs> you gotta, hey, hey, all we talk about is his hey, blocking, bro. Man, you got to be blocking a kickoff or something. So he, if that's the case, he must know somebody. Like him and Poles must go he out on pictures, Thursday bro. nights and drink beers and eat wings or something. Oh, uh, bro, he got he, he got pictures of Getsy, uh, uh OnlyFans, right. bro. That's what's going on there, bro. That's the They're only – I'm sitting there trying to figure it out. <laughs> They're doing something, man. But I mean, hey, man. Hey, I mean, we appreciate you guys for sure. Look, let me ask you this, J Mac. Hit that like button, mm-hmm. subscribe to the page, man. Uh, how long do you give? Because a lot of young players on this team, and we need to see some development this season. I think that's the the, the biggest key word that everybody's focused on. What's what's a realistic timeline where coaches should be looking from a coach's perspective? Shout out to Jay Mac. I, I like how Carm said future uh, NFL coach too. He like he's not gonna stick around. <laughs> but but uh, how long are you giving these young guys to develop realistically? Right? When are you starting to look at and say, okay, listen, you know, we we got you. You still ain't figuring this out. I think it's a it's a it's a 
player by player basis, position by position basis. You know what I mean? Some some positions like when you don't have anything and there's nothing out there, you're kind of be like, hey, we got we got to make sure this guy develops. You know what I'm saying? But it's a player by player basis. You know, I think it also depends on, um, you know, what the organization in terms of how they see your value. You know, how does your position coach see your value? You know, how do they think they can develop you or do they just think you're a guy that, hey, he just doesn't fit our system? We tried, you know, year one, year two, we gave him two years and he just doesn't fit. Now, if you're a higher draft pick, first, second, third round, I would say, because some fourth round guys are getting cut and stuff like that now. You're if you're rounds one through three, you're gonna get an opportunity. Gonna, hey, you looking at this, you like you like, hey man, fourth round was a lock back in the day. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was closer to being a lock. Now it's changing. But them first three rounds, like you're going to get opportunities, right? Because they don't want to go out there and say, like, the organization doesn't want to go out there and release, you know, a second or third round guy because now they're admitting they're wrong, right? So it's easier, I think, now you look at polls who, you know, signed P.J. Walker as, as yeah. the backup, gave him, gave him a little bit of money, and he got rid of him and basically saying, you know, I made a mistake in having thinking he would develop as a backup. yeah. So. I think that's the weird part about kind of where, where the confusion with Bears fans is right now, though, right? Because, right, P.J. Walker, I, I can clearly see this is a mistake. That's on us. Yeah. Two million bucks down the drain. Hey, hope you have a great career. Hope you get on as a backup somewhere. You're not going to be here. We're going with the young kid. Bayless Jones, Tyler Scott looked great. Did he? Did he, though? He had on that a, last game, Tyler Scott looked great. Yeah, he had a good he had he had a good return and he fielded and he fielded punch cleanly. But AJ hey, 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 Mack, AJ hey, Mac, hey, that's an improvement. That's a, I, don't, improvement. I don't know if you that. But is that enough, right? Is that enough of a sample size to say he's our punt returner? Obviously not, because they signed Trent Taylor. Right. Uh, no, I agree with you. I just, you know, I, just think I just think it's very I guess, right, every position is going to be different. But it seems like, right, there's varying factors for each side. Like, PJ, it was like, we we can't utilize you. It didn't look good. Valus, hey, you're still here. You're a third-round pick. Dominique Robinson, you in the room. You're a fifth-round pick. Travis Gibson's getting to the quarterback. Terrell Lewis getting to the quarterback. They're out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's very – I think that's where Bears fans are looking at the situation of the guys that have been released and the guys that have been kept. And they're saying, well, you set this standard with PJ – but we got this group of guys over here that we can look at with a ton of question marks. And yeah, we drafted them, but it ain't looks good. <laughs> Another thing too, like like keyword just said, we drafted him. Oh yeah. So if a GM drafts a guy, I think he's gonna give his guy more of an opportunity to stick around than a guy that he inherited. You know what I'm saying? Like Dominic Robinson, if I'm not mistaken, they drafted him, right? Was it last year? Yeah, last year. I believe he was he was our fifth round pick. I yeah, want to say our fifth round pick. So he's a polls guy. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to give him more opportunity. Yeah. It's not – here's the thing. It's not surprising, and I think that's where, like, I, I've, I've said to a lot of Bears fans, right, like, this isn't new. Every regime does this. Every team does this. Every team goes through this. When you when you bring in a new GM, the new GM's first job on, that, on the job is how many of y'all I like. Yeah. That's why it's impressive that Cole Komet got his 50, right? That's why, you know, if yeah. Jalen Johnson can prove what he is, that's why it'll be impressive. Eddie Jack, those guys aren't Ryan Pohl's guys, and he's already made moves to technically replace those guys, but you just got to wait and see. Yeah. So, I yeah. don't know, man. It, it's It's been an interesting offseason. Overall, I think it's been a win for the Chicago Bears. I think all the way down to the Dan Feeney move has been a win. 
Um, yeah. I, I liked bringing him in. He, he gives up as a backup. I ain't going to lie to you. I was looking at his sack numbers. I was like, hey, listen, we're we bringing in a dude to give up a lot of sacks. bro." <laughs> but as a backup last two years with the Jets, he's been really good. Um, so we'll see what that ends up being. Hey, we appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love to the podcast. J-Mac, uh, what, what's, uh, what, what, let, let, let the people know where they can find you this Friday, brother. I, I'll be out at the game on that month. Y'all got a big game out here? Yeah, we got a we got Lake Forest, so it's Ooh. a big game um, out of Lake Forest. Allen Williams, obviously the defensive coordinator for the Bears. His son is a starting cornerback. Real good player. Real good in the return game. Solid corner. Um, good tackler. Uh, so they got a good program. You know, we, we've had an opportunity to beat them the last two years. Uh, so this game will be – it'll be huge. It's good for the community, man. It'll be, it'll be packed. Friday night lights atmosphere. So we're looking forward to – so making that short trip to Lake Forest and uh, taking care of business. Hey, I love it, man. I love it. Hey, so y'all stay tuned in with us, man. Appreciate you guys for showing love. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Leave the five-star review. You know what to do. We'll be back tomorrow with Courtney breaking down even more from this Bears 53-man roster. And, of course, at a certain point, listen, we got to evaluate Packers Week coming up. Packers yeah. Week is coming. Football's almost back. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Chicago Bears Podcast. Right on. Bear down. Bear down.